It's August 11th, 2007, and this is The Candid Frame. Welcome once again to The Candid Frame. Today's guest is Matthew Gregory Hollis, a photographer whose images, focusing on masculinity, sex, and race, are both beautiful and evocative. Images of sex and sexuality are everywhere in our culture, but most of what we see are images that are more rooted in fantasy than reality. Those photographs exist primarily to feed off of our insecurities and our desire to connect in order to sell us something that we otherwise we would likely never want or need. These images are used to titillate and manipulate rather than speak to the complex reality of sex and sexuality. Matthew's work is the antithesis of all that, with photographs that bravely explore the uncertainty, the nervousness, and sometimes the isolation of sex. His images bring up complex issues about race and sex, and while these photographs don't seek to answer all the questions they give rise to, they do make us question what we think we know about others and ourselves. So I hope you enjoy our conversation with Matthew Gregory Haas. Well, Matthew, welcome to the show. It's, it's a pleasure to have you and have a chance to talk to you about your work. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I always start with trying to get uh, find out how people got started in, in photography. I know you, you uh, got a couple of degrees in it, but when did it begin for you? Did it's, you know, it's going to sound a little strange, but um, it was an episode of uh, Growing Pains that got me started. It was um, the one with Kirk Cameron in it. Yeah, yeah, I remember the show. Yeah, my um, my twin brother and I. Every afternoon, we would come home. I think I was around, we were around seventeen years old. We'd come home and watch Drawing Pains. And this one particular episode, uh, Kirk Cameron's character was picking out classes for his first semester of school. He's going through the lists, and he runs into an introductory to photography course. And in that course, it was requisite that they have a nude model. And he and his buddy Boner, who were both choosing courses together, um, couldn't resist. You know, they thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, you have to have a nude model. How beautiful, you know, how great that is. And so they signed up for the course. They took the class. And at the end of the semester, they're choosing their models. To get to the summing up real quick, Kirk um, meets the model. She comes to the studio, and she's obviously beautiful, and she's funny, and she's sweet. And after a few minutes of talking, he decides that he's not going to have her model for him anymore. He kind of rethinks his motivations and, and, and is kind of feeling guilty for why he's there and why she's there. And so he sends her home before she even takes her clothes off. But, of course, he still has an assignment due. So what he does instead is photograph himself and nude in front of the mirror. Mm. And he turns that into an assignment, and it ends up being the 
Um, only A, he gets that whole semester. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know why that resonated with me. It it just it just did. And I've always I've been I thought about it, you know for years, and I've never understood why. But I remember distinctly. Um, as soon as that episode was over, I knew that my sister had a, a point-and-shoot 35 millimeter, and I dug it out of her dresser drawer. Didn't ask for permission. Didn't. Uh, I just knew I was going to get it. I grabbed it, found film, found batteries, and the next day I started shooting, and haven't stopped. Wow. What were what were the sort of subject matters that you were visiting? I know you do a lot of stuff that's very self-referential. Was that that was that the case then, or were you just like most people, just went out and shot whatever you responded to? At the beginning, I was definitely just you know just go around and shoot whatever's what my eye caught, what caught my eye was a color was a form, but I was definitely um, into photographing people, and I think I always have been. I think that um, I think that there's something exciting about uh, photographing people. I think it can't be um, it's totally unpredictable. It can't be you don't know what you're going to get when you're when you interact with another person. And I think that's kind of exciting about photography. Hmm. Well, I, I discovered your work, your um, your noir series yes, sir. images. I, I thought they were really intriguing because it sort of takes the way sex is typically seen in, in, in photography, um, which is rather impersonal, not only in, in the commercial, a lot of the commercial work that's out there, but even in some of the fine artwork, um, sex is dealt with as more of a, an abstraction. And yes. you use it to sort of ex explore an area of sexuality that is not only personal, but it sort of expresses it warts and all, you know? And I thought it was a real... A real honest um, sort of exploration of, of sexuality, particularly male sexuality. How did this this explain what this body of work is for people who have not seen it yet? And tell me how this this series developed. Well, the um, it's the title of the noir series. It's kind of loosely based on the film noir genre from the forties and the fifties. I. Um, I'm a big film fan. I love film almost as much as I love photography. And I had seen this genre of film, and it, and it really resonated with me in, in how similar it was to the kind of photographs I was, I was getting, trying to get to. And so what I did was I tried to incorporate some of the aspects of the that genre into my photography, but one of the things I had to do was make it my photographs look more like film than they already were. Um, my initial desire was to make them to get like a panoramic camera and shoot, um, you know, shoot something and, and make it just look like it was a widescreen film. But uh, financial difficult, you know, limitations just kept me from. Really achieving that. So, um, what I did was, I don't remember why I saw it, but I had seen in a book where a photographer had uh, linked several images together and to make a panoramic image. And I, and I was like, wow, that, that could totally work. 
And at the time, I was shooting with uh, one of those old uh, Russian uh, cameras, the Kiev, mm -hmm. I think, Kiev 88, I think is what it's called. And um, the 6x6 gives me a square negative. And what I did was just um, when I would set up a scene, uh, something that I wanted, something personal, something that I wanted to... Uh, it, part of the photographs have to be about reliving something, I think. Part of it's about exposing some of my secrets. And so I, I set up a scene, and I would set on my camera on the tripod, and I would take an image. And I would tilt the camera slightly, and I'd take another image. And I'd tilt it again, and I'd take another image. And that gave me... That gave me multiple opportunities to do several things. I could, A, deal with time and space a little bit more, which is a very film aspect. I was able to, um, so characters could appear in one image and not at the, in another image. So it looked like maybe they left the frame or left the scene. And then I could just print them all together onto one piece of uh, photographic paper. And so it gave me the panoramic. It dealt with time and space, which I film obviously does quite well. And um, so what you get, I hope, is something um, approximating a film, but still. That there's not that, you know, film is about 24 frames per second. And things pass so quickly, you don't even really have a chance to process the information. But in the still image that I'm trying to make, the still image, you can look at it and you can see the, the, the time pass almost. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was trying, that's what I tried to do. But when it comes to what the images were about, I think it was definitely about being personal. It was definitely about... Um, well, I, I have a. I really like the idea of expressing, um, sharing secrets. You know, I think that I don't think I don't. I, I feel like there's secrets, but my secrets are often someone else's secrets. You know, I think that we. I think as human beings, we pretty much share all the same kind of pain and same kind of anxiety. So, while I was when sharing my stuff didn't see it seemed very personal to me and i put it out there in the world but a lot of people really connected to with it which was very interesting and kind of exciting you know um yeah i think yeah yeah there's a, there's a there's a real openness i mean there's a real honesty that comes through with with a lot of these images and Thank the you. images are, are are less about less about sex as they are about sort of the connection or the yearning for connection. Yeah. Because um, even though you have you have images there that include you know two people who it seems like e either leading up to or after you know a, a moment of in intimacy, there seems to be um, something about the need to really just just connect beyond the act itself. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like even even after the act. That there's still a, a, a need to connect even beyond th those moments of intimacy. Do you agree to that, or, or? absolutely agree? I I feel 
with these particular images, I feel that somehow I got to this part where of, of in myself where I realized my kind of disconnection with the world. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but I think that a lot of my childhood, I felt not quite part of the group, not quite fitting in. Maybe, maybe it's because I, I grew up in a small town, and um, there were only two black families in my my town, and so I wasn't really surrounded by a lot of people of color, and I always I never really felt in. I never felt. I always felt a little left out. And at the same time, at the time I started making these images, my my father had um, passed away, which um, there's nothing that makes you feel more alone than when one of your parents pass. So, I mean, I think all those things came into play, but definitely a disconnection. Um, I feel a definitely disconnection, and I feel that I guess it did come across in those photographs. Yeah, because it's, it's really interesting how you play with the whole sort of um, stereotype in terms of m black male sexuality. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it really kind of turns it on its ear because you're showing a, a vulnerability that typically uh, is not associated with black sexuality, black, yeah. particularly male uh, black sexuality. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that a lot of people irregardless of race, sort of have that in their heads when they typically, you know, see, see uh, images of, of men that are sexualized in, in one way. And mm -hmm. regardless of race, though, there's, there's, there's that sort of... It goes, I think it goes beyond a little bit of warriorism in terms of the physicality of it. It's just yeah. seeing someone that's just completely there, not just in terms of their flesh, but in terms of just the fact that you're, you're seeing beyond beyond that, you know? You're seeing a part of them that they would never kind of reveal, even probably to the people they're being intimate with. And I think yeah. that's probably why it's why the images are so sort of captivating and, and even jarring at times. Yeah. I, I, I think that in moments of intimacy, I think that's when our guard's down the most, you know? And I think that sometimes... I think maybe that's sometimes when I feel the most alone, the most isolated, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me about the, the images, because these are images that you said that you've constructed. They're, they're kind of like uh, a film shoot where all the elements are really brought together, even though they're, they may be based on personal experiences. Um, you're basically collaborating with the other people that are in, in in the photographs in order to make these images. Tell me about what it's what the whole process is for you to 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 make these shots. The well, I think it really has to it has to start with there's something. There's always something from my past that stuck with me. They always there's these moments, and I have had to find that moment. I have to figure out what it is that I'm trying to that I'm interested in getting across first. Um, it's usually, it's got to be something personal. It's got to be something that's, that's um, I feel like it's like implanted in my subconscious and I've got to get it out. I've got to, I've got to express it and get rid of it, you know. I think that that's definitely 
part of the photographic process for me. I've got to, I have these, these, these memories, and I put them on film, and then I can get them out of my head. I can move on to something else. I can express them and be done. Um, were you were you thinking like did you want to know about like the actual physical aspect of it or what were you thinking? It's just in terms of col- collaborating with with because I I'm not sure where they how well you know the people that you're you're photographing there and whether people that you're actually involved in relationships with or whether they're they're people you've asked um, to pose for you um, and then also in terms of the lighting because you speak about the noir noirish style of it um, yeah and some of the Images look like the you utilize pretty much the sort of the existing light, but other times it looks like you're playing a, a, a bit with it. And I just was kind of curious in terms of, you know, considering the sort of cinematic aspects of it, how much control and, and manipulation in in terms of the actual shooting is involved. Oh well, yeah, it's it's um it's absolute manipulation. I think that um, well the two. The people that I photograph, I'll, I'll start there. The people I photograph are sometimes they're really close friends, friends that I've had for years, and, and um, sometimes they're st- almost strangers. Sometimes it's easier to, to do these things with people who don't know me as well. And also, you know, the great thing about photography is if you're, it's a good way to get to know people. It's a good way to share um, this experience together. We have uh, normal shoots about an hour and a half, for maybe maybe an hour. I'm trying a different couple, a lot of different scenarios, and trying to um, figure out what body language really expresses the ideas I'm trying to get across. And that's really that's pivotal, I think. You're trying to get that the body language, trying to get the expressions right. And but. But really, it's an opportunity. It can be a real opportunity to you know get to know somebody and spend time. Nine times out of ten, the people that I photograph have ended up being really good friends of mine at the end of the process if they already weren't. So that's kind of a really nice aspect of it. But um, but it's about the beauty of this this process is which I which is one of the things I really kind of miss. I don't do it this um this technique anymore but i was able to with the photographs i take those images i want to make and i could just make contact sheets out of them and the contact sheets came out you know pretty nice size i think maybe they were like two by two square and i could cut them up into little squares and and lay them all out mm. which was really it was probably my favorite part of the whole process lay them all out on the floor and just start Pick a, pick a favorite piece, it's just one piece. I just need to start with one piece. And I could take it, and then I could grab another piece and lay it up against side. If I liked it, great. If I didn't, I'd just throw it into a different pile. And I could just keep piecing them together until I found the one that relayed the idea the best, I think. And I could just keep going. There's, sometimes there would be ones that I thought were equally as good on many occasions, but there was just one little thing that I could just easily replace it with another piece, and it was, and it was great. It was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. It was um, total control and manipulation. There's two images that I found really interesting. It's Noir Series Six and Seven, mm-hmm. and it's basically the shot of it from the perspective of someone coming into the door, and the yeah. shadow is being cast on the first figure, which is a black man with a 
um, pillow in front of him. And then in the next image is exactly except image, the same image, except it's a, a white woman in pretty much the same pose. And yeah. it's really interesting because of the different feelings that those images evoke just from the instant that you see them. Yeah. You know, and that's all about whatever sort of um, biases or prejudices or assumptions that are made based on the way the person looks, you know? And I, yeah. I thought that was really sort of fascinating. What's I was curious is what kind of response have you gotten uh, to those images? Because I suspect you probably have shown them side by side. Yes. Uh, those are the only two images that I, that are that I even frame together. Okay. Um, they have to go together in my mind. They can't be they can't be separated. But um, I made the first Im- I made the image with the um, with the, the the Caucasian woman first. I made that, it was, um, I kind of stole it from a scene from a movie in which, um, it was a noir film, I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but which, and where the a father was looking in on his children, and his shadow loomed over his children, and they raised up out of bed to see their father, and it was actually um, a very sweet moment. It was a very nice moment. The kids felt protected uh, as their father looked in on them. And I made that kind of with that in mind, um, a very kind of innocent, maybe naively so, kind of innocent feel to it in my mind. And when I showed it, I, I, re- I received some, some very um, um, vocal uh, opinions about it. People were very, a lot of... Um, people were very upset by them and felt that there's definitely a, an air of violence towards this woman and how, you know, this, this shadow, this dark shadow was looming over her and God knows what was going to happen to her and all this stuff. And it, and, I, and I heard it repeatedly and I just maybe, I mean, I didn't realize it at the time I was making the image, which mm-hmm. is pretty, you know, it's also one of the great things about photography. But so later on, uh, the next week, I, to, to answer some of those questions, to counteract, I don't know if it was a counteracting of that image, but I felt like I, the things that people were coming away with that one image, I wanted to um, answer it with this image, mm-hmm. with the image of, that's uh, an image of me in bed. And... Um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see how they would play off of one another, and it 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 was um, the response was very different. Mm-hmm. Actually, people people the response is almost nothing. Actually, people look at one image and look at the em- other image, and they there's generally no response whatsoever. <laughs> now, which is interesting. I think I, I think it's very telling because I think they, they that that image. Of, of the white woman, just like you said, evokes all those different reactions in terms of a, of a, of, of a threat, you know, of, of mm-hmm. sort of potential for violation, particularly because of the way the pillow is being clutched. But yeah. in the shot with you in it, in the very same pose, all those, all those assumptions about what it is to be a black man or a white woman in that particular situation really just make those kind of assumptions all of a sudden nullify them mm-hmm. you know because yeah. the 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 fact that the woman in that situation it 
immediately evokes the idea of being threatened, of being vulnerable. All of a sudden, you see a blank man in that in that same image, and those same assumptions aren't made. Right. You know? And right. It's all about what you bring, what the viewer brings to the photograph, and 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 really says that that it's really about that uh, the complete experience of looking at a photograph is as much about what the viewer brings to the experience as whatever the photographer has done in order to make the image. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I think that's interesting. I think that um, that's always. I think that's fun to play with. It's fun to. I, I often enjoy watching people's reactions to some of the photographs that I make um, because it does. It does have a lot of. They they do have a lot of um, images of Caucasian women, and it's and it's always interesting to see how people react to a black man photographing um, with. Uh, Caucasian woman sometimes, and it's 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 interesting. You have a on your website. You have a series that you done done in um, a color, which is visiting similar territory, but it's not done in the sort of noirish uh, mm-hmm. in in the noirish style. Tell me about what you were um, doing with with that series, because it it's all it's a series of of six images with with the same subjects in there, but mm-hmm. there seems to be. Um, a little different different thing that you're addressing there. Why don't you tell me about that? Those those six images are I you know, to be honest with you, I don't know what those pictures are about, but I can tell you what I was motivated by. I was motivated by um from the old work, people's reactions. There was a kind of you can't do this reaction to some of those, those the, the noir series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't do this, or why are there Caucasian women in this? And my reaction was that, you know, I, I took a, a close friend of mine. She and I, we, you know, we were very comfortable with one another. There was no, you know, there's no discomfort with she and I, and, and pretty much no, it, you know, there were, didn't have to be boundaries. We, we communicated well. And we just went to a room, um, and I had my camera, and I set up on the tripod, and we just, I explained to her what I was thinking. I was thinking about, um, um, the, the feelings I was having, it was about, uh, maybe it was anger. Maybe it was anger. Maybe it was anger on, on, um, why can't I make these photographs? Why, why can't I be in these images with this woman and it be okay? I, I think that's the only thing I can think of. A lot of them were about me possessing her almost. I, there's a lot of me grabbing her and holding her and keeping her close. And what that means, I'm not 100% sure. But I definitely felt strongly about those images, and I was very motivated to make them. I think that that answers your question yeah. at all. How has the reaction differed uh, from people of different races and even of uh, you know sex, um, men as compared to women, uh, in terms of their reaction to the photograph? Has been anything you've sort of noticed that's sort of consistent or maybe even surprising? I find that the um, women seem to find it more acceptable than men do. And I'm not sure why that is. 
I've never, I've never really asked the questions, and I think that sometimes people have reactions and they don't know why they have those reactions. But a lot of, but you know, what part of what I do is when I'm trying to get someone to model for me, I show them the old stuff. I show them what I've just done recently, and the ladies, the women that I've shown the work to, I have a lot of positive reactions, and that's, you know, I get them to model for me. It's quite easy. And once they've seen the work, they understand where I'm coming from. But um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of men, they look at the work, and I think they maybe, um, they, they, I think men seem to feel that my motives are more nefarious than the ladies seem to think. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's just another. Maybe it's another example of them projecting their their feelings. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. But definitely, there's um. There's definitely um, a difference in reactions there. But when it comes to aspects of race, it's, it's definitely uh, blacks, black people seem to feel very strongly about some of the images. They definitely feel, you know, it's, there's that, you know, the, the black man and the white woman and there's that whole history of the black man wanting the, the white woman more more so than the black woman he wants the black woman and I definitely feel that when I'm in a an environment um, when I'm you know when I'm interacting with black people and they're looking at the work and we discuss it there's definitely there's always an air of that conversation exists well, that's one of the reasons I like it is because they're, they're so evocative. I mean, they, they really, these are the kind of images that really demand, demand discussion, you know. You just can't walk there and walk it and look at a print and go, oh, that's a nice picture, and then walk on. You know, it really forces you to really consider, um, you know, some of these, these issues, um, regardless of what, you know, what your perspective is, not only about other people, but even of yourself. You know, it really forces you to reconsider that, which I think is, is, is one of the great aspects of, of, of photography and one of the reasons I wanted to include you um, in, in the work. Um, this whole idea of, of, you know, of using sort of your own personal life to, to be the source of images. You know, a lot of people take pictures of themselves, you know, um, and take pictures of family, but they don't take it to the extent that you do here. Um, not even, yeah. and even photographers who are professionals, uh, whether they're you know fine art photographers or whatever, um, have um, tend not to do it to the extent that you have. Um, yeah. Why? Why is it that you feel you've been able to, and what kind of, um, and how big uh, of an asset do you believe it brings to your work? Um. I think I think this is um I I think I said this before but I definitely feel I I want to share I like to share secrets I like to take these moments these really awkward and uncomfortable things and shed them using the photographs and I I did it once I started it once I started the, the, the process of it, it was, they were, became easier easier to do, even though some of the, the things I was trying to put out there became more 
and more personal and and I had to dig deep. I think once I started out, the first things I started out were just, you know, they were very light and they weren't terribly um, confrontational. But the more and more I did, the deeper I had to dig and that became more and more um, confrontational. I had to dig deeper. I had to push harder to get the same feeling when I looked at the photograph. Then when I started, I just had to push harder. And I'm not sure why that was so. I don't know. I think that part of doing this, any kind of photo photography is, is um, it's a little bit about exploration. And I like, I like the exploration. I didn't always find out. I didn't always uh, find out why I did things or why I wanted to do them. I just kept pushing and I kept going deeper and I, and I, and it worked and I would shed things and it made, I felt better and I could just move on and do the next thing. Why I could do them, I don't know. Hmm. And in terms of, you know, getting the, the work, I mean, because, you know, they're very loaded in the whole sort of fine art market really isn't about challenging people, really. It's about, you know, making, making money primarily. Um, but I'm wondering in terms of how um, getting this work seen has been, um, has either been a challenge or, or, or not. Uh, it's, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I this work is pretty much gone unseen except for in a handful of places. I was lucky enough to um, meet um, a curator, uh, um, Franklin Sermons, uh, really nice guy. He'd seen my work. I'd shown it in a small venue, and he he came and looked at the work and. He felt very strongly about it. He included me in um, a gallery show in L.A. And that's what got me to uh, Enfoco, uh, a website. But that's pretty much the extent of the viewing a lot of this work. A, uh, several pieces have in a couple of shows, but that's about it. I, often, I apply often and get very little response to them, mm. I think. And I'm not 100% sure why. When I do talk to people about their work, they feel very strongly about it. And they, they say that they enjoy it, but that usually becomes the end of it. Yeah. Well, I think it's a fantastic uh, body of work. And I'm glad that, okay. you know, uh, that uh, my listeners are going to have an opportunity to, to check it out. Because I think, it's, I think it, it shows what photography can be. Um, and what it has the potential uh, to, to do sometimes, Thank and you. I'm sure that some people are not going to be happy when when they see the images or not, are not going to consider them appropriate or whatever. But I think it's an important part of the, any sort of discussion that we have, irregardless of of you know politics. And in terms of art, art needs to you know push a little sometimes. Yeah, you know that's otherwise it's 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 really there's no reason for it to exist. Right. Exactly. We've got to, you know, head out and, and, you know, find new terrain and do new things. And if it doesn't, then I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Well, the way I end every uh, interview is to ask a photographer to recommend the work of another photographer. 
and it can be anyone, uh, but uh, I'd like to know who is that for you and why. Oh, um, wow. Uh, I think I think it would definitely have to be uh, Dwayne Michaels. Uh, definitely a big influence on me. He, if you if you've ever seen any of his work, it's definitely it's a, a sequenced work. It's a um, a photo series involving um, sequence of images, and he uses text. He handwrites directly onto the print, and he uses text and photographs in a sequence to tell a story. And sometimes the story is uh, just a basic, just a small little um, narrative that he just came up, and it's maybe five or six images. And sometimes the, narr- the, the narrative is complex, and it's about um, existentialism and it's about the universe and the mind and I, I, I've heard him speak several times and he is the most motivating speaker I've ever heard on photography I, you, you listen to him speak and you want you need to have a camera in your hand and you need to go out and shoot and I think he's spectacular well, that's immediately who I thought of when I saw uh, I saw your work. So I, I can see that in a lot of the, the the images that you have there. That's a great recommendation. But um, great, thank you so much, Matthew. It's been a great conversation. Oh, thank you very much. This is a great pleasure. Thanks again for joining me. If you have any comments or suggestions on the show, please email me at thecandidframe at gmail dot com or post a message on the blog at thecandidframe. Until next time, this is Avarian X Perella, and this is The Candid Frame. Check out this show and more great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com. Photocastnetwork.com.